what, what's happened to the NBA? Why are all these players now, there's been this huge shift and we're in this situation now where they're so quick to whinge. So touchy. Yeah. Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm Nick Jungfer, head of editorial here. Joining me as always, the founder, Alex Sumsky. <laughs> now, mate, last week we said no Instagram lawsuits, no one trying to sue us via DMs probably meant there was carnage incoming because it had been so quiet for so long. What's, tell us what's happened. We've, we've just put ourselves straight back in hot water. <laughs> One week of reprieve yeah. from Instagram lawsuits. And usually I'm so used to like players, uh, sorry, uh, fans just saying, yeah. um, oh, I'm going to sue you. And this time coming from a player actually ruined my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an actual player this time. 100%. I'm just trying to relax on a weekend. And then, yeah, to check your DMs and have them making sort of you know, pretty direct threats. Yeah. Oh, God, just give me a break. So funny. The whole time we're joking about this, it's always just some moron from... And then now it's not. I'll tell you what happened. Now it's an actual player. I, I, I just can't believe how badly we've been stitched up. Like, on so... I'm, I'll just tell you, because yeah. you you missed all of this carnage. Yeah, you, yeah. You weren't exposed to any of this. No, this you've told me there's carnage, but you're catching me up now. Obviously, um, uh, Andre Iguodala was with the Warriors. Yep. Not so. Obviously, we've just had the season, but I'm talking about last season, mm. and didn't really have much of an impact. Like, I'm sure he was a great locker room guy. The season that's just finished, the regular season that's just finished up. No, the one before that. Oh, okay, okay. The one before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they go on and they win the championship. Yeah. And do you remember Iguodala was going to retire? Mm. Yeah. And it seemed like the logical timing because they won it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember what happened that changed everything? Didn't he just come out and say I'm playing one more year? Well- he had like the, uh, he, he was basically re-recruited mm. by the Warriors. So he announced retirement. This is my understanding of what happened. Here. And I'm not some Andre Iguodala super fan, so I don't follow every movement. But broadly speaking, I know he announced his retirement because I remember when it happened. Mm. He did it via his podcast. And then he then came out and said, actually, wait a damn minute. I'm not retiring mm. because uh, Stephen Curry... And the you know the rest of the warriors said no no we need you back, like you know all the rest. So he rees up and he he plays this year, but he set it up and sort of you know signaled to the world that this was his final season. Mm. Everything that he did, and it, and and this is just not my opinion. I'm not just saying this. This is how it was presented by most media outlets, by Bleacher Report, even by NBA. NBA.com mm. currently have an article. We can put it up on the screen. It says his 19th and final season. So, I remember them saying that from the beginning of the year. Very beginning. because everyone, everyone was saying it. He was retiring and then he was playing one more year. Yeah. So this was like the farewell tour. Didn't he even have a direct quote? I think it was from his podcast, him officially speaking, he saying did. that he's coming back, saying he says to Steph, Steph, just one more year. He that he literally did. So, the actual quote, um, how it actually went, 
was, and I'll pull it up for you right now so I don't misquote the great, great man. Could be a, another lawsuit. Um, he So it was, so I'm like, all right. Then Steph's like, nope, we're going to need you back for another one. And I'm like, I'm letting you know now, Steph, this is the last one. <laughs> I'll say that again. This is the last one. Okay, so how do we get from here to Iggy threatening to sue BF on Instagram? So the season finishes. We're done. His Wikipedia page says he's retired now. It was immediately edited like that. Someone put up, you know, and now is and then retired after the 2022-23 season. His career, he's no longer active. He's no longer an active player as far as, far as like the public's concerned. Mm. So we saw that. And then, of course, um, I can't remember the name of the publication. Arizona Star. Uh, I can't remember. We'll pull it up on the screen, though. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. his, it's Arizona sports, sports paper mm. site. They put up the article, uh, which they amended later on, by the way. Um, but that said that he was retiring. Uh, and, you know, it was basically a puff piece. It was just congratulating him on his career. So as soon as that happened, it was time for us to put up this one where we've put up his his post here. Yeah, yeah. Um, which went viral on Twitter. It's got half a million likes now on Instagram. Facebook's with or without the- quarter of a million. Mm, with or without the uh, Arizona reporter, whoever's talking about it, we don't even need that to run, no, we run have, with it because Iggy has- signaled all year yeah. not just signaled explicitly said this is it so as soon as the season finishes it's time for the the iggy tribute post i, I just said you know retired 19 seasons listed his accolades and then said hell of a career for iggy it was a it was congratulatory yeah and to to, to then check my dms and have i should sue y'all false news from iggy himself yeah false news I, I can understand, right, if we've gone and, like, pretended that some player that's, you know, in the prime of their career or, you know, if, if almost any other circumstances, it's almost acceptable. Yeah. But you don't get to do a media tour about how this is your last season and spend this whole time establishing and, 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 and signaling and all the optics that this is the end mm. and then finish and then get mad when someone draws the conclusion that you've retired it was it was congratulating you for a great career it was celebrating your body of work you told us you were finishing up did you, you lie did yeah. you lie to me and if not, maybe i should sue you <laughs> yeah i'll sue the shit out of you yeah maybe yeah i, I just i and I, I my first reaction was to be like i was really apologetic because i was like oh my gosh we've made a horrible mistake here like that was my instinct. Oh, before you went back and looked at everything that he'd already said? Well, I knew everything that he'd already said loosely, but I wasn't the one that put it up. It was uh, CG that posted it. Yeah. So, and he made a judgment call after Arizona went live. Yeah. So, um, that's that's the only reason. But if I'm, let me just see if I can find this again. Uh, here it is. So, my reaction was like, you know, incredibly sorry if we've misconstrued the news, blah, blah, blah. We sent that. He never opened the message. Mm. So he left that unread. But I kind of just sat there and suddenly I started to stew a little bit. I, I kind of got a little bit salty. 
Yeah. Because I started to think, well, this whole thing was really just you having a temper tantrum that someone announced your retirement before you had a chance to announce it. I mean, yeah. that's what it ultimately felt like it's come down to. Let's have a big uh, farewell party for myself, but no one else comment on it, well, is what he's saying. The farewell party can only happen on my podcast. Anyone else beats me to the punch, fuck you. I'm suing the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare congratulate me. Oh, and like Definitely not prematurely. And, everyone, and then he's like, uh, no, uh, and the whole suing thing, like, can we get real? Can yeah. we? Can we get? I, it, it's really getting to this point now where I'm getting frustrated with players. I love the idea of being the judge, and it's like, okay, so we're here because uh, you said you were retiring, and then you didn't, and they said you, congratulations on your career. <laughs> yeah, I was, you've you congratulated you, and you're mad about that, and that's why we're all here. Why the fuck are you wasting my time? And you're suing cross country, yeah, to to a guy in New South Wales, Australia, yeah, and that's. I mean, what are we doing? Papers filed what, via Instagram. What are we doing? And how are we letting players just... It's just this entitlement that, mm. that, that exists now um, where, where, where players can just spit the dummy and then it's just this warpath. Yeah. Prominent. No one... This, it, it does feel a bit like no one's allowed to... They're above criticism. No one's allowed to comment on anything. So well, you, now you're getting sued. Yeah. For just for for what? Drawing a rational conclusion for congratulating someone. And he's so fired up about it. He has to DM us on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, it's like even with Embiid, right? We have now witnessed a situation where a player has been able to cry and whinge their way to winning an MVP. Mm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, every voter. Even though, you know, and, and I just sit back and laugh because I know I'm not in this camp. I was saying it from day one on the record, mm. beginning of the season, said it all last season. I've said it his whole career and I'm saying it today. He is a fraud. Embiid is a fraud. Mm. And right now, every single voter, every single MVP, MVP voter has voter's remorse. What about, maybe this is just people defending their Embiid vote, but what do you think about the people saying it was a regular season award, he was the MVP of the regular season? Oh, I don't want... Who cares if it's a regular... The whole it's a regular season award doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, mm -hmm. okay, fine. It's a regular season award in the sense that it's awarded based on your body of work during the regular season, but we're assessing MVP here. Mm. Now, Nikola Jokic has a historical season, one of his best seasons, and averages a triple double, and has a better record than the you know Philly. All the all of the advanced st stats we went over all of this on the podcast yeah. in the previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, we know that Jokic was the clear cut MVP. Now, MV M Embiid got it due to a combination of whinging to the media, pulled the race card, and had. Um, there was a little bit of voters fatigue in there too. Yeah. All of it was the perfect storm for him to win. But like, make no mistake, regular season award or not, if you had, so let's say they're giving out a sportsmanship award, right? Which they, they do have a sportsmanship award, mm. but you're giving out the sportsmanship award to a player uh, because of, you know, the great work that they did um, during the season. And then on their 83rd game, First game after the first game of the postseason, they punch someone's lights out. 
<laughs> Imagine it, right? Yeah. They sock someone in the face. Yeah. And break their cheekbone. Yeah. And the the player's ruled out and has to go to hospital and maybe maybe surgery. Are you sitting there thinking, well, sportsmanship award was a regular season award. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's a good point. <laughs> it was yeah. a regular season award, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't how dare you judge his sportsmanship in the postseason? Yeah, it's like saying, oh well, Draymond he punched Jordan pulls lights out, but don't worry, that was between seasons. Well, doesn't count. Uh, it's. The question you have to ask yourself then is, so nothing that someone does in the postseason is meant to in, in, like inform any, like any opinion on the validity of the award. Yeah. I can't make an assessment of whether the MVP was handed out to the correct player based on, what, 10 extra games? I yeah. mean, get real. That's yeah. a fucking stupid argument. Sure, it's a regular season award, but but when the race is that close... And then we're looking to say, hey, did we make the right choice? No. Mm. No, no, we didn't make the right choice. Yeah. Embiid's demonstrated that. And now he's going to be the only MVP that's never appeared in a conference finals. I just hate the MVP award. Yeah. Because it immediately can just become irrelevant. And this is the perfect, most blatant yeah. example. Completely. Where it just, it's, that aged poorly within, what, a week? Yeah. Like but, why the why do, why is the most important award it what only factors in the least important part of the season why why do we why does anyone get any credit for beating up on Charlotte and Orlando in the regular season like or, even it just as a shit award really I mean it's really it, there's so much recency bias with it yeah there's so much focus on the last ten games of the season we award the regular season and the finals. So the first three rounds of the playoffs never happened. We focus so much on these 82 games that the players openly don't care that much about. So many of them sit out for so much of it. But, and then this big award that has this whole esteem around it. Yeah. I mean, um, Jokic yeah. right now is competing for a championship. As of this moment, he's in the running. Yeah, who gives a shit about the MVP? He does not care one iota. And that shows in the way that he plays, how he carries himself. And, and then, you know, the team's performance off the back of that. But you look at Embiid, I mean, that was his championship. Yeah. He put so yeah. much effort into winning that MVP award that it was to the detriment of the team. And then he complains he's got not enough help. Not enough help. Not enough help. You're the MVP. You think you're the best player in the world. Mm. You were given a generational talent in James Harden, one of the best scorers of the last 25 years who isn't also an MVP. You've got yeah. one of the most talented young players in Tyrese Maxey. You know, Tobias Harris, okay, he's sort of underperformed a little bit. But pretty damn good fourth option, I would argue, still. For a fourth option? <laughs> yeah. You could do a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, how much more are we giving you? Yeah. Like, if you can't get it done past the second round with that, like, what are we doing? You're 30 now. This is why guys like Jokic, you know, I would put Giannis in the same camp as well. Just from a personality standpoint, they're so refreshing. Oh. Like they are just real dudes who aren't caught up in the awards. If you're doing what you're doing, regardless of whether we're talking sports, if you're an actor, you're a writer, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it for the awards, you're doing it for the wrong reason. 
Do it for the love of doing it. Do it to I mean, I get achieve, they want, they want achieve greatness. Everyone wants some recognition at some point, but yeah. th- when that becomes the sole focus, yeah, and you're lo- you're losing sight of everything else, yeah, it it just starts to get completely out of hand. And um, he he, it's like the definition of, definition of entitlement. Really, he felt so entitled to that award. Mm. He felt so hard done by not winning at previous years. Then it just spiraled and he was doing, it was so calculated. It yeah. was like, I'm going to, like everyone said, the duck the smoke when he plays Jokic, like avoid so. avoid any potential risks of losing it as opposed to just playing to win. Mm. It, yeah, it was just. It's rampant. The like, it, And <clears throat> even with what's happened with Ja Morant, who, yeah. uh, I, you know, again, we're back with this gun situation, just another gross display of you know this whole this untouchable sort of aura like i can do whatever i can do anything and i can get away with it and i'm surrounded by people that enable me yeah that seems to be so many nba players it's got to stem from them being surrounded by yes men right Mm. like these guys none of this actually makes any sense they just above criticism can do and say whatever they want yeah and can just disregard anything that's inconvenient to their case, I guess. It's getting, it's just, get, it's getting a little bit out of hand. And you, you look at it, and it's right across like some of the top. Like if we just recap, like a, a couple of the, you know, things that spring to mind of, you know, this epidemic. <laughs> we've got Embiid who complains his way to an MVP, Jar who thinks he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. You've got. Um, you know, Embiid also saying that it's, you know, everybody else's fault but his and I don't have enough and, you know, KD thinks everything's the media's fault all the time and then, you know, you know, then legacies aren't important because they're too hard and, you know, Dame doesn't want to be judged on his wins and losses and, yeah. you know, you know, championships don't matter when that's the whole fucking reason we play this game. Simmons and Kyrie don't even want to play they basketball. They don't even want to play basketball if it doesn't suit them. Yeah, like, but... You better not say anything about the fact that they're just sitting out all the time. No, because then that's eroding their mental health. And, for it's, and it's a toxic media narrative. Yeah. When are we going to stop like giving them so much leniency? Mm. Like, we we there needs to be a, an environment now where people are held accountable in the correct way. And I understand that there are you know factions of the media that do a disservice to the whole point of media Mm. and the players have a bit of a jaded attitude because they can be the victims of that. But then they, they paint their, this whole, the whole situation with the same brush and think that they're constantly living in this perpetual state of victimhood. Now, we're talking about multi, multi, multi million. And when I say that doesn't even do it justice. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in some cases. Yeah. In net worth, not a care in the world who they're doing everything they can, you know, to take the focus away from like their responsibility and putting blame on other people. And it's, it's, I, I just think that it's at, it's now at its all time worst, it's peaking. And I just sat back on the weekend on Sunday with my afternoon ruined with Andre Iguodala, who's just finished an NBA season, dude should be in Cancun, and he's worried about a 
a fucking graphic that we've made and put up honoring him after a, you know after his season that he indicated was his last like what yeah. where are we at what how have we arrived at this place where <laughs> these players have just completely lost touch with like you know what being down to earth yeah. being what I, the nba was so different 15 years ago it wasn't like this yeah and I think it's the social media era, honestly. It, it blows my mind how much these guys care about what someone who cares wrote or posted. And the other thing is, you know, the first few times you read someone say something about you online, like we obviously have it with the comment mm. section in this podcast and everything that we post and write. The first few times it stings. After that, how has have these NBA players not reached the point where water off a duck's back, they stop checking comments? I just Look, feel like they're in their Twitter mentions refreshing and looking for something to get mad about. And as we all know, if you look for something to get mad about on the internet, you'll find something. You'll find it. Who the fuck cares? Especially when you have family, wife, kids, partners, friends. Like <laughs> it's the off season. You have yeah. millions of dollars. You should be living the best fucking life ever. And you're more worried about what your haters are saying than like you should. Like, lines in the opinion of sheep. Come on. Like, what the fuck? Well, I just don't get it. Like, I just think about the fact that, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, like you said. I mean, it's water off a duck's back for me with BF for minimum wage. Like, I know. That's so what. Why the hell? Well, you, you know, and they say, oh, you know, you can't judge until you're like walked in our sh shoes and, you know, unless you're in our position, you don't know what it's like. Okay. I don't know what it's like, right? I don't know what it's like to be on national television every day. I mm. do know what it's like though, to be in a toxic social media environment. I've been in it yeah. for 10 years. You've had people look up your address. You've had all that shit. With millions of people. Yeah. Millions of people. Call you up by names, threats. Yeah. Everything. All of it. Everything that you could possibly have heard, yeah. I have heard and received directly, indirectly, whatever, online. And, and read it I, out in the podcast. And I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, mm. I know that if I was living that life, their life, mm. There is not a chance in hell I would be as hung up about it as they are. No it, chance. No chance. Honest, uh, hand on heart. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, I can tell you for sure now that I do not, we're not, neither of us are out at dinner with, you know, friends or our partners flicking through like, oh, fucking Damien from Melbourne once again is clapping me. Like, I just don't. Yeah, <laughs> and if I if I found myself in that situation where I'm out with friends or at a restaurant with my partner, um, and I am reading that shit and getting pulled out of this uh, moment, it would just be such a reality check of like, what the fuck am I doing? So the fact that Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, these guys, like sometimes I think, fuck, you know, I'm having a moment of insecurity here, but uh, then I remember. We might have these moments of insecurity, but at least I'm not fucking Kevin Durant. Like they, some of the most successful dudes in the world in their field are yeah. out of control, like 15-year-old yeah. teenage level anxiety, uh, uh, insecurity. Well, I feel like we're coming at them so hard now and it's, you know, I'm not trying to be like too unfair, particularly yeah. Iggy, because I get it. Like, I'll, I'll just take a step back. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take responsibility. All right. We prematurely put something up and that annoyed you because you probably wanted to do it yourself on your podcast and you control the narrative and the timing and all the rest. But mm. this is our job. I don't know what else to tell you. I, this, mm. is, this is what we're here to do. This is why we created this. Mm. And unfortunately, 
we would never have had the information at our disposal and been like in a situation where we could, you know, go live with uh, a retirement post for a player if you didn't do a worldwide tour about it. All year. All year. I just, if the secret is such a big deal, then keep it a secret. If you wanted to do this big announcement, keep it a secret. I just don't really get it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not trying to come too hard, but uh, I am trying to, you know, find a middle ground here i'm trying to be, i'm trying to be reasonable <laughs> yeah because i don't want to just get mad about it the whole time yeah but i am mad to a certain degree because i just do feel like now why am i letting because uh, now i'm doing what i'm talking out against it's not what it's i should be water off a duck's back with you know everything that the players are saying and doing like, i guess so, I, I should yeah. practice what i preach i get that yeah but it's this moment of frustration with what what's happened to the nba why are all these players now just we, we, there's this been this huge shift and we're in this situation now where they're so quick sensitive to whinge so touchy yeah i like how uh charles barkley at this point he must be trolling like he takes so much uh pleasure in in saying that kevin durant's like such a sensitive guy mm. and then kevin durant will always come out in response and say something extremely sensitive like yeah. not realizing he's proving chuck's point and that cycle repeats yeah. like there's also an element of just zero self-awareness going on here yeah like and again with the jar moran situation just enablers people that don't know how to tell him no i don't know by the way i don't know how the fuck you can go and do a rehab yeah session not session like trip i think he was there for three weeks or no, wasn't it um i thought it was like 96 hours or it was like three days oh Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Because everyone's can you, saying- Can you really get rehabilitated from anything in three days? I'm not sure you can. People are saying bro forgot his breathing exercises on that car trip with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. Although gosh. you see like Bill Simmons tweet, I've lost all faith in, you know, three-day rehab clinics in Florida. Turns out they're yeah. not as uh, foolproof as we thought. I don't even know how you can do like three-week ones. Like some people do that for um, like drugs and alcohol. Three weeks. No, I don't know why. how three weeks what? gets achieves anything. A lifetime habit that you were raising three weeks. I'm not sure about that. So definitely not three days. Clearly hasn't worked. Um, Imagine having an addiction to pulling out a gun. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. It honestly seems like when Jar reaches a certain level of- Bro's gagging to like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely itching. Yeah. When he reaches a certain level of like he's just really vibing with whatever song he's on, it just like- It's com- like a it dog- just comes out. You know when a dog just like gets so excited, yeah. just starts humping? Yeah. Like humping. Well, I thought like, you were just going to say the dogs. tongue comes out and. Well, it's kind of just like. <laughs> <laughs> like I look at Kobe, like my dog Kobe. Yeah. And then my other dog Gigi, which is horrible now that I say those names, considering the act that's being performed. But when, oh, God. But when Kobe gets excited, yeah. he just starts humping Gigi like, like, like a madman. Absent mindedly. We're talking about dogs here. We're talking about dogs. Yeah. But. Goes, and it's it's kind of like Jai gets just a little bit a little bit too g'd up in the car or wherever, and it's, it's <laughs> pulls out the clock. It's it's just unbelievable. Mm. Well, as always, we want to hear people's thoughts. You know, is the NBA player entitlement going too far, or are we going too far in our assessment of the whole thing? Perhaps. Yeah, you know, maybe this. We do work ourselves into a bit of a... Yeah, I think I work myself up way too much over that. I know I have a propensity to do so, but I do think the underlying 
point stance. Well, I can't be frustrated. I can't have one episode of frustration yeah. with the state of affairs and the NBA's personality situation. Right <laughs> and maybe now. the players are saying, can I not just have one little frustrated lawsuit threat? But the fact that it's so constant yeah. all the time. It's every second week now. So Over the smallest things. Yeah. But anyway. We could trade lives. You can be me and I can be you and then I will never complain and you can pl- complain as much as you want. Well, the, all the players are podcasting and kind of trying to do both uh, things anyway, me- aren't New they? media, new media. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let us know if you think we're right, maybe we're out of line, maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Dare I say there could even be some nuance in the ensuing mm. debate. Mm. God help us. Yeah. Um, and so do write in and join us again next week. 